What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. We got a whole lot of NBA to talk about. Game 6s, Game 7s, buzzer beaters, maybe not so buzzer beaters. All that to talk about today. And I'm here at Brooklyn, as always, to discuss it all. What's going on, buddy? You forgot to mention terrible and great playoff performances. We were going to get there. We're going to get there. We, we, had to, we had to start that off with it. We're going to get there. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Uh, before I want to get into the NBA stuff, I want to mention, this is for us and for us only, the Yankees turned two triple plays this week. Moving on. And and three in the last 31 days? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, enjoy. Uh, we had a lot of really, really fun basketball that happened this week. Uh, outside of the Phoenix Suns sweeping the Nuggets, which was brutal, and we already talked about that. Suns and four, baby. Suns and four, and we're getting more fights with the Clippers fans, too. So, Suns and four is incoming again. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. Phoenix it's, it's, is just a whole area full of psychopaths that are we getting didn't, their brains cooked by the 117-degree weathers they're having over there. Yeah, that. The, first of all, the weather going crazy right now. Global warming is not is fighting with, no, with full hands. Full so hand. Shout out our boy Ice AJ Fish. I hope you over there holding it down, and just be a Suns fan. I know you rocking with the Lakers. Should be a Suns fan because yeah, it, it's dangerous out there. It's hot. The block is hot. For a little bit. For a little bit. Uh, so they swept and they're looking good. They won Game One against the Clippers. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll get into the the Clippers series, I guess, right? Uh, the Clippers. Yeah, let's start with uh, Clippers Utah. Yeah, let's start with Clippers Utah. Game six. And six. So the Clippers yeah. are down to start this series 0-2 as they love to do, and they yeah. do the especially gentlemen's reverse sweep. They gave the first two out of courtesy. They said, "You're welcome. Come into our house, eat what you want." Then you ate too many Oreos. They got mad and they hit you with a four mm-hmm. game to the head. This last game was like actually wild. It, yeah. it was streaky. The Clippers scored 19 points in the second quarter. They got outscored by 20. You thought the world was going to end. Go in the game and then seven. They dropped 40 in the third and fourth. And the fourth. <laughs> they put 80 points up in the second half. And a lot of this was off of just guys that don't usually do this. And I mean, not to say that. Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson aren't ballers, but you do not expect to get 66 points out of Terrence Mann and, and Reggie Jackson. Uh, they're not that guy, pal. Dude, you're not, not you're guy. not that guy, pal. Uh, they shot 25 out of 36, so they're well over 50%, those two, in this game. Yeah, they went nuts. They went absolutely nuts. Terrence Mann was, like, seemingly couldn't miss if you paid him it was really something to watch in that second half and i mean even to start the game terrence Mann started with 10 of the clippers first 10 or 12 points so you knew like it was going to be one of those types of games and they were hitting big shots down the stretch too you look at pat bev he hit two big threes to seal the game and it was just it was wild and then you got to give the props to the virus himself pandemic p you got to. He he earned playoff P for the rest of that series and to start this one, this next one. He did. He he did earn some sort of praise. Cause with Kawhi going down, 
all hope, hope was lost. I know for us, there is no way in the world that we thought that PG was doing this. Yeah. And he did it. <laughs> Pandemic So, P. shout out. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Paul George. He played really well without Kawhi those last two he games. Did. Uh, did. I don't Good think anybody out. expected it. And good for them. And I think they'll need to kind of figure it out. I think they really kind of messed up the scheduling here because they wound up winning in six games, right? And then they gave them one game, one day off. They really should have gave them two days off before going into the Sun series. Yeah, it was weird. But, you know, that's how the scheduling works in the playoffs. If you want some days off, you better win your series quicker, right? Hey, it'd be like that. And so, one thing in this game that really stood out is uh, Rudy Gobert was just not the guy you're used to seeing. I I don't remember the exact number, but I think he was minus 24 on his plus minus. He was. And that is not what you expect from your defensive player of the year. If any, like your defensive guys are supposed to be the ones that are the plus on that plus side, right? And yeah. um, he, he just wasn't getting it done. He couldn't stop a nosebleed, clearly, because the Clippers scored 131. And it's another kind of sad end to a season for Utah. It's it's kind of annoying to see Donovan Mitchell give everything he has. And, I mean, he even got hurt at the end of that game and was still shooting foul shots. Yeah, man. And just giving everything he has, and it's just uh, a little bit short. And so I don't know what that means for Donovan and being in Utah. I'm not here to speculate every time a team loses, like if their players are going to leave, but, you know, there's going to be some some inward thinking for sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't think it's anything of, like, that nature with Rudy or Donovan so getting either. moved. But there there's definitely changes that are to be made Yeah, with the personnel. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, and there's it's always tough, though. It's really sad. It it's like this with Denver too. These teams are just built for the regular season, and by the time the playoffs get here, they're just not built to win. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Clearly, the organizations don't either. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that that's uh that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. So that that series was really good though. The, again, the gentlemen's reverse sweep. Congratulations to the Clippers. They move on to their first ever Western Conference Finals. They've been a team for 50 years. That's embarrassing. But they got Longest it Longest stretch out of any franchise. But they did it, so good for them. They did it. They did it. Uh, we're going to move on to the next game-deciding game in this uh, NBA playoffs, 2021 NBA playoffs. We had the Bucks and Nets that went 7 this series was wild. It was back and forth. Yeah. Uh, weird. It was really weird. Harden gets hurt early in the series, and then eventually Kyrie gets hurt. Harden comes back. Coaching decisions are really strange. Tight lineups. Guys aren't showing up. KD gives two of the greatest playoff performances in NBA history. Giannis does Giannis things uncharacteristically, and I mean in a good way. And yeah, and I got my heart broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the best way to look at this, right? The Nets in a game that went into overtime with 
James Harden, who was legitimately hurt yeah. and very visibly hurt, got 20 total minutes out of their bench. And this is something it's... that I've been talking about all year, that you do need a bench to be good in the playoffs. And granted, you ex- you don't expect to have to start Bruce Brown. Like, you're hoping that that could be your fill-in guy. And obviously, Kyrie being out is part of that. But Kyrie's really the only guy that's hurt at this point that you, like, expected to have, right? Yeah. Because Dinwiddie's been out all year, and he's might be out a lot of next year too like i i heard he had like a setback too am i right about that or i have not heard that okay that's uh, that's not there but it's up in the air if dimwitty even is back with the nets because he declined his option and he's obviously going to test the market because he is a high level point guard could be a starter somewhere and get a big bag so he's going to test the market he was only going to get about 12 12 and change this year probably get about 16 so, somewhere else honestly see what he can get and then if things aren't what he wants then hopefully the nets bring him back but with that being said like didn't use the bench yeah and nick claxton who was a big part in this series played one second games game seven one second yeah and that was on an inbound play just to be a body and it's it's sad because like he's been so good down the stretch. So good, so good. He was so good down the stretch defensively, and you just like don't have this guy in the game at all when you like, kind of just play. need it. Like here here's the way I'm looking at it, right? Joe Harris has been like all time bad this series, right? He, he's all, yeah, Joe Harris is a good ball player. He's a great shooter. He's one of the best shooters in the league. He's really got some catching up to do if he wants to actually be one of those guys, right? Especially after this about. especially after this performance, he was 3 for 9 from 3 and there was a big shot at the end that he could have made that he just clanks off the iron. It was a pretty bad shot and he was wide open. And that guy is getting 47 minutes. 10 points 47 minutes. And you mentioned three for nine and then three for ten on the whole game. The series, he went twenty-five for seventy-two. Oh. That's not good. That's terrible. <laughs> that's not good. That's terrible. <laughs> Joe Harris is the guy who makes this net team what they are. Yeah, you got Katie, you got Kyrie, you got Harden. Those guys are great in their own. But adding a sniper like Joe Harris. That makes the is, court as Big as it feels for Katie. Exactly. Now, Joe Harris disappears, doesn't even show up to either arena for the whole series. It's not like you had a bad game or two. I can understand that, bro. I feel you if you do. That's fine. Seven games. Can you guys show up? Can you guys hear the pain? There's so much pain. (laughs) There's so much pain. Because I'm so mad because you just can't do that, bro. Well, and this is why you're here. And we talked and about it's it. It's not even. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> let him go. It's not even that he was missing jump shots, bro. Normal Joe Harris drive to the basket that he's known for being a dog in the paint, bricking them, just straight bricking them. Like he was a schmuck. Like he was a schmoke. He's not a Joe. He's a schmoke. <laughs> like it's, Jesus. it's terrible. 
It's absolutely terrible. Go ahead. Tag me. I'm, I'm upset, man. <laughs> well, we, we talked about this kind of after the game. And there's like a different feeling to say you're superstar, right? Say you get a pandemic P situation where he kind of has to run the team and he's never done it before and he kind of struggles, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want it to happen, but if it happens, you kind of see it because that's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. And we saw it happen this playoffs with like Julius Randle. He was fantastic all year. He comes into the playoffs. He had never been in the playoffs before. He's supposed to lead a team now. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's a if tough it, thing to do. If it was easy, everybody would do. do it. Exactly. Um, Joe Harris did not have that. He he had the easy role. He had the, the role where it was, hey, we're not asking you to facilitate. We're not asking you to read defenses and create all these plays. We're just asking you to be the role player that you've been. Shoot 38%. <laughs> really, like, higher, hopefully, but... He, if he shoots 38%, we win the game. That's what I'm saying. Shoot 38%. <laughs> and and we move on and we get to play Atlanta now, which we'll get to in a minute. It didn't happen. We're talking a lot about the Nets, though, and I don't think that's quite fair to the Bucks. P.J. Tucker had one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. And it's weird to say that when KD scored 48, which is the most in a Game 7 ever. Yeah. But he was just absolutely fantastic. He was hitting big shots, too. Uh, Giannis was just Giannis. He was getting counted down on all of his foul shots. I think he was, like, two for seven. And then they started counting down on him, and he hit, like, every shot after that. I think it was, like, six for seven post getting counted down on, like, really, really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, he got really big offensive boards from Brooke Lopez. Uh, Drew Holiday. The the crazy thing about this game is Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were bad. Yeah. Out, Drew Holiday went crazy at the very end of the game in that fourth quarter. He had like a Steph moment where he like put on the mask, uh, got went real light skin real quick and started hitting threes out of his mind and went nuts for some points. Outside of that, yeah, there, he was not there, very good. There's a mid-range shot on uh, Harden defending him, and he just did like a little sidestep jumper, and Harden couldn't do nothing about it because he can't put no pressure on the hamstring. Yeah. So he just and then splash. Yeah. Back back to um the Nets and the decision making. Steve Nash having James Harden, who was very visibly hurt, play 53 minutes is reckless. It's it's inexcusable when you're a head coach and that you know this is a team that's super talented that you're supposedly going to have for a couple of years. Everybody's on their contract outside of some of the smaller guys. And you're just putting so much at risk. If you look at what happened with KD and the Warriors, KD really wanted to play in the playoffs. So he goes back in. And he does the exact thing that everybody said there's a reason why he shouldn't go play. And it sucks because you want you want to go out there. You want to be a competitor. And this is no slight to James Harden for wanting to play. But at some point as an organization and as a coach, you have to look at your assets and as your players like their people and just think they can't do it. And that's okay. The thing is. That's okay if they can't do it. 
the thing is what I slightly disagree with you about. I agree with the recklessness. 43 minutes is a lot. I agree you played with that. 53 minutes. I'm, I'm sorry. 53 minutes is a lot. The thing is, the 53 minutes that Harden played along with game six and, and five. five, he wasn't giving even 50% effort and strain on his legs. He was just bringing it up. Here, you take the ball, dishing it. If he had a lane, he'll just do a light little jog into there. So he wasn't really doing anything to put himself in more risk than he had to. It was kind of just going through the motions like you're in practice the way he was playing. And the thing is, him being out there got us even two game seven. So that's the thing with that. What I don't understand is your usage of your other people. Why is Bruce Brown playing 52 minutes? Why is Joe Harris playing 46 minutes in game seven when they haven't been those guys? Jeff Green, he had a monster game in uh, game five, dropping 27. He dropped zero points he didn't, he didn't take, in game he didn't take seven and played thir- 13 minutes. He didn't take a shot. Landry Shamit played seven minutes, zero points. Why is DeAndre Jordan not playing? Why is TLC not playing? Why is Nick Claxton not playing? So I'm not too mad about James Harden playing the minutes he did. I'm mad about the people who didn't play the minutes that they should have. And the guys who played minutes who did absolutely literally nothing. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Jeff Green got one rebound and one assist. Landry got one rebound. No. Like, come on, man. Neither of them took a shot either in 20 minutes, and that's just we, weird. We can't have that. Just weird. We can't have that. Because I was saying this before, you can't run a seven-man rotation, and you only got four people on the court. Really, you only got, like, three, maybe, with Blake, and then Bruce giving you 14. But even 14 ain't going to really cut it when Giannis is over here dropping 40. Middleton dropping 23. You needed bodies. And we didn't get it. So it's, it's just weird, bro. It makes no sense. At all. I can't wrap my head around the personnel decisions. Yeah. All series, you do not play DeAndre Jordan. Why? You're playing the Bucks. They're one of the biggest teams in the league. Why are you not utilizing your size? It's it's just one of those things that, you know, when when Steve Nash got hired, a lot of people were kind of confused because you don't put a guy who's never been a head coach on a team that needs to be coached to, like, make it work. And that's kind of what happened here. You, you take a new coach when you're rebuilding. That's what you do. When you, when you got a team like this, you go get – Doc Rivers, you go get Van Gundy's of this world, or I know Mike D'Antoni was on the team, but he wasn't really doing a whole lot. Um, you go get those guys because they can make decisions because they've done it before. And, you know, it was just one of those examples. They'll learn from it. Steve Nash will learn from it. This team will be really good next year. They'll hopefully be healthy next yeah. year. It's not the end of the world, but it kind of feels like it because this is no, this like, is you, one of the biggest – like yeah, so failures that we've seen in a long time. Like, there's no other way to put it, right? I mean, 
like yes like, and no. like the, in, the, like the is, injuries you don't, you don't make it yeah that's the thing you don't make it one of the greatest failures because you weren't really able to see what they could do you had a hobbled harden kd played out of his mind and Kyrie wasn't there so yeah what what can you really do about that? Yeah, it's tough. no, it is. It's really but tough. I, I guess this, the results are what matters, and at the end of the day, it's yeah. a second round exit. It is, and you know you can you can say all the injuries and stuff you want, but that doesn't yeah, that, doesn't, that doesn't bring in years, Eastern Conference years from now. It yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. So it doesn't do nothing exactly. So you come back better next year exactly. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's and now we got a really good series. We just talked a lot about the Nets. I don't want to talk about the Nets ever again. We don't have to for a full. Six months. That's beautiful to me. Because we got the 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 Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. We can rant about a whole other thing. Are you ready? <laughs> you, we, we spoke about people not hitting shots. <laughs> Wait till you get a load of this guy. <laughs> ben Simmons. Oh, Ben, P- Ben, Ben. <laughs> you, you stink. Ben Simmons, I'm he, sure you're not, a great he's guy. He's not from down under... From, because he's from Australia, he's from down under because he stinks. He is poo dog water I'm under the landfill. Um, ben Simmons, I'm sure you're a good dude. I know you're a hardworking guy. You've I don't ob- even believe that. You've, you've obviously put in some work on your defense. <laughs> I don't. I don't even believe that. <laughs> this was. Is there any word outside of embarrassing that you would use? To describe like um, his performance in games, really the whole series, but we'll say five through seven, just for lack of a better word. Ben Simmons put up nineteen points in game five, six, and seven. Bro, it's game six and seven were both closeout games. He is a max contract player, a first overall pick. He was the linchpin of the entire process, even more so than Joel Embiid. Yeah. And as Joel Embiid has kind of overshadowed that because he just got healthy and became this great center that he's become, he was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. And this this player that was supposed to be the guy gave us 36 minutes and four shot attempts. And I know he does a lot of other things. He played great defense. He had 13 assists. That's fantastic and all. I don't care about that. When you are making a max contract on a team. $29 million this year. And you are a guy that people go into the stadium wearing your jersey. And go to the stadium to watch play. They would love to watch you actually play. You can't come into a game and have the ball in front of the net with no defenders and go up and pass it to somebody else instead of putting it in as a layup. Stared. Just soft. Soft basketball. Soft, bro. It's it, it, the cr- it's ridiculous. We were talking about it. I When we have gone to the park, the YMCA, the, the Oregon P basketball class. facility – Anything, right? Let let's let's reel it back for a second. I'm five foot six. Okay, I'm a short man. I'm right there with him. When I go and play basketball, everybody's taller than me. There's never a chance where I should be scoring, really ever, in the paint. And what do I do anyway? I go and I try. And I do my best. If I get blocked, it happens. 
If I don't make it, it happens. It happens. And this is not NBA level. But I am not an NBA player. I am not no. six foot ten. I'm not a first overall pick. I'm not making twenty six million dollars a year. I'm not a former lover of the Kardashians. I'm none of those things. I'm some I, I'm some schmuck that talks about sports once a week. <laughs> and I still go to the hole and try and score against guys who are six two, six five, whatever they are. And sometimes just, I make I'm it. I'm just saying, if, if we're giving out 29 mil to put up four shots, give me the contract. I'll put them up. I'll put up 40. I'll give you 25%. Oh, I'll, put up, I'll put up 40 shots. I'm not talking 40 points. I'll put up 40 shots. <laughs> You'll get what you're going to get. But I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. And that leads me to my question. Okay. Okay. You, you, you feel the the just blasphemy in my heart. I just said Julie. <laughs> That this is ridiculous. <laughs> so my question is, what's the most important quarter of a basketball game? I think I can answer that with saying, does anybody ever want 75 cents and change, or would they rather get a full dollar? I'd rather get a full dollar. So that last but... quarter is the important part, because that makes the full dollar, right? Absolutely. So what are you doing in the fourth quarter not now... playing the game? Now what are we doing? Well, what's what's the goal of the fourth quarter to score more points so, than the other team, right? Yes. How how do you how do you get those points? You gotta shoot. You the gotta ball, shoot right? the ball. Game one, Ben Simmons, fourth quarter, two for two. Okay, I see you, big guy. King. I see you. King. Game two, zero for zero. Okay. Game three, one for one. I see you, big guy. Game four, five, six, and seven. Zero for zero. <laughs> ben Simmons did not shoot the basketball one time in the allotted 12 minutes times four of an NBA basketball semifinal Eastern Conference playoff game. That's 48 minutes. <laughs> that is a whole basketball game that this man got paid to not shoot the basketball. No way. Are you kidding? And if we want to take it deeper. Send him to China. Get him out of the league. <laughs> send him to China. Uh, if you want to. Banish him to the shadow realm. Put him inside Adam Silver's ears and ship him off. Get him out of the league. If you want to make it worse. Um, in 84 total minutes. Which is all of the fourth quarters. Of the entire series. He shot three for three. <laughs> hey, he, that's the crazy thing. He never even missed. <laughs> Why? He never missed. He, he's the greatest shooter of he all time. He doesn't miss. shoot the ball. He don't miss. <laughs> shooter shoot. Here's another stat for you. With a minimum of 70 attempts, Ben Simmons' 34.2% free throw percentage this postseason is the worst in postseason history for the NBA. That's an interesting one because do you remember the couple years ago when we got the the hacka hacka Howard, where he the, he was on the he was on the Rockets and literally got fouled like twenty times a game. Well, you know, and at he, least he was willing to dunk the ball. That's at least he was willing wild. to do something. Interesting. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. We just went off on Ben Simmons, and it's more than just him. This is not just a him thing. This is it's a culmination. It's Tobias Harris is a really, really good player. He can't be the second leading scorer on a team. No. Uh, Joel Embiid, he's a really, really good player. He's clearly not the guy that can lead a team to a championship as the main guy. He's just clearly not that. We, we, no, it's, you, you it's, need somebody to compliment him. And even if it's not a better player in air quotes, right? Like if you threw Chris Paul with Joel Embiid, that would probably be a really, really good matchup. Yeah. And I don't think Chris Paul's a better player than Joel Embiid at this point in his career. But I think he's a more important player. I think he's a more impactful player in terms of actually winning. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen Philly be good for about half a decade now. The process has been over for a handful of years. They've gone through a bunch of stars really similarly to how, like, the Celtics have where they've kind of just gotten a star, didn't work out, shipped them out. Gotten a star, didn't work out, shipped them out. I fully expect Tobias Harris to probably be on the trade block this offseason. Just to keep well, just to keep that up. And obviously Ben Simmons. I fully expect might, Ben Simmons. He's gone. Uh, who knows what they do with that. I don't know how they get anything from him. Uh, ben Simmons could have been part of the James Harden trade. They didn't want to give up Simmons to get James Harden. Somebody clipped that. He, they did not want to give up Ben Simmons to give up J, to get James Harden. James Harden is a top three scorer in NBA history. And if you don't agree with that, you're just wrong. Bro, you add James Harden and Joel Embiid. Ridiculous. That's a Shaq and Kobe-esque duo. No exaggeration either there. No, at all. I'll say that with my chest. <laughs> um. And this team had a really good little team around them. I mean, Thibel came out of nowhere. It was just an elite defender this year. Seth Curry, they got him for nothing. Seth Curry was been fantastic all season, and he's good had a good, he's Curry. had a good playoffs. I mean, he was a yeah. really really good player this year. Big shout out. Tyrese Maxey had really good moments, flashes that he can be a great player in this league. Yeah. But clearly, this just didn't work. And I don't think there's any reason to be mad at Ben. I don't, like, if you're a Philly fan. No, if you're, like, the organization, right? This isn't his fault. This is not the, you didn't, he didn't ask to be put into this situation. He never asked to be the main guy. But this isn't even asking him to be the main guy, bro. This is just asking him to do the bare minimum. No, I I, I fully hear you. And I'm not even I'm asking not, I'm you not, to make it. I'm not defending the guy. If you go oh, two go. for 17, I feel you, brother. But try. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not defending Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. I just don't think he has confidence <laughs> in a jump shot or any other shot for that matter. And he doesn't want that type of stress. On him. But why, why are you playing basketball? Because he wants to. He wants to be out there, but I think he just wants to be Draymond Green. I think he just wants to be a defensive guy that has an impact on the game that isn't feeling the need to shoot the ball and can every now and then. But the difference between Draymond Green, there's a couple. I'll go over some of them. The difference between Draymond Green and Ben Simmons is one. Draymond Green is the most electric spark plug this game has ever seen, right? Agreed. 
Like Draymond, maybe not ever, but he's like in that type of conversation. He's up there. He's in that he's conversation. Like he is a guy who will hit two threes and go absolutely nuts, and those two threes will give him the energy he needs to go thirty more minutes of just electric defense. Give me some of your energy, right? And that just rubs off on his teams because he just he's so hey. fiery, right? Yeah. Ben Simmons, I've never even seen smile. <laughs> he has no passion. No. And guess what? He doesn't have any championships. And he doesn't have Steph Curry. He has Seth Curry. And that's no hate to Seth. Seth's a better percentage shooter the last two years. Mm. But he has Seth Curry and not Steph Curry. So you need some passion. You need... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Get him away from he me. He needs some kahunas. That's what he needs, bro. Give him some huevos. Get him away from me. Like, <laughs> we've, there's you're in Philly, bro. You're in Philly. You ain't supposed to be soft. And that's what you are. It's as simple as that. It honestly is. Like, it's as simple as that, bro. Like I said, if you try to shoot it and you miss it, I, you're trash. So be it. Like, it, yeah, it happens. Like, what's, what's, it happens. what's worse? Going, waking up in the morning and watching Stephen A. Smith and hearing him go, this man shot seven for 32. He's terrible. Or is it? Or, hear, or hearing him or describe it, Kwame Brown. He got small hands. He can't shoot. He because can't the, play the game Because of the, the second <laughs> that you don't take those shots and you play the way that he played, you start getting like the personal attacks. Yeah. Like, instead of just, he's not good, it's, he's soft, he has no mentality, he has no instinct, he doesn't want to be there. Like, all those things start to come out. And that's not fun. It's not fun. I feel bad for athletes that got to deal with it. I'm sorry, Ben Simmons, that you're going to get crapped on from us. But, I mean, at the same time, it's fully things that we're just asking bare minimum from you when you're making that type of money and you're in this type of spotlight and you're representing a city that's supposed to represent... Such like a strong grit. will and like grit. grit, literally gritty, is their mascot. And you got none of it, bro. It's not like you're out here playing for the Hornets or the Pelicans or just no offense. You're to playing those teams. for the Philadelphia 76ers, bro. I know what they've been the last decade. Okay, fine. Trust the process. I feel that, but you're still in Philly at the end of the day. Like these fans want you to go catch a body they want you to play bully ball and you not even giving them that so you got to get him out of there i don't i don't know how you explain to the sixers fan base a reasonable reason of why you're keeping ben simmons on this team i don't know how you explain it to them and that they're like yeah i I like it. Come on, Ben. Let's go shoot four shots again in Game Seven. Let's go do it. You know what's crazy? We have those all. I don't know how you do we it. We have all this conversation about shooting your shots. Trey Young shot five for twenty-three in this game. This was a closeout game. Seven. I, for, I forgot that they even played anybody. I thought it was just the Sixers playing shoot around. I forgot they even played anybody. Tra- you know? <laughs> ben, ben got me so mad. I forgot there was even a game. Trey Young went 5 for 23 with 6 turnovers in this game. He was objectively terrible. He had 21 points. 2 for 11 from 3. 
He was really, really bad. And guess what? He still shot his way into getting his team into a position to win. And they win. They win game seven on the road as a lower seed, as an objectively worse roster. Look, he went one for 12 in the first half. So he shot Four better. for 11 yeah, in, the in the second half. And, and three for seven in the fourth quarter with 10 points. Did it when it mattered, right? Did it when it mattered. That's it. Because shooters shoot. All right, I'm not making it. Five or 23. Ben would have stopped shooting at five for seven. Yeah. If he even made it that high. Yeah. So, like, so shout out to the Hawks. Hawks go to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't even remember the last time they've been. It's been a long time. Since the NBA-ABA merger. So, wow. 70s. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff. That is crazy stuff. So, we got the night off tonight. There's really not a whole lot going on. There's not a lot of baseball going on tonight. There's not a lot. There's no basketball tonight. We have the Clippers Suns game two going on tomorrow. Suns are up 1 0 in that series. I don't want to talk too much about game one just because it's game one. There was no Chris Paul. There was no Kawhi. We don't need to discuss that. But Devin Booker's first ever uh, career triple double is in playoffs. What a 40 point, 11 assist, and 13 rebound game. Big shout out to D Book. Really good stuff. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. You got anything else for me, Brooke, before we head up out of here? Add underscore to spectators. Go check it out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Check out the YouTube. Go hit that red button that says subscribe. Go like the videos. Go watch the videos, too. Comment what you think about the videos. And then let us know what type of videos you want us to see. We've got some blogs on there. Make sure to check out old podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go check that out. Also hit that beautiful, beautiful subscribe button over there. And uh, that's about all I got. That's about all I got. You got anything? Yeah, just check us out next week. We'll be out on Monday, 7 o'clock, when we release usually all of our episodes. And we'll see you guys there. Make sure you watch the sports. Go Yankees. Get Ben Simmons out of town. Peace. Happy Father's Day to all the pops out there. Peace.